Remember, the CIA initiated the American MFA program to help control your minds. I grew up on the internet, and while I found and studied art and literature from many sources, it's still fair to say my tastes run extremely online. I'm a writer, a mom of internet kids, an English teacher, and a novice internet spelunker. Together with my wife, a novelist, digital and analog game designer, theoretically a physicist, and Twitter provocateur, we are going to read, analyze, and bring to you our favorite internet folklore. We're focusing right now on the SCP Foundation collection of tales and visual art, best, and only truly viewed on the internet. You can find out more at scp-wiki.net. Okay, so there'll probably be some kind of intro before this, or there won't, depending on how it works out. But to put it simply, my name is Mina. I'm a professional writer when I'm not teaching English, and I love weird internet horror and weird internet fiction. My wife... I'm, I'm Olivia. I am a video game designer and um, horror writer, sort of. Um, Definitely. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm a novelist. I write weird, socially aware fiction. It's kind of horror. Right, right. So, you know, there's there's a lot of internet horror. There's a lot of internet weirdness out there. And it all ultimately comes from, you know, the, the 2chans and the 4chans and the reddits and that sort of thing. Which are, of course, dens of inequity and horror, but like on a social level rather than on a literary level. Yeah. But they're also a really interesting source of what I would call outsider art. Because a lot of the people who are presenting stories there, you know, they don't come from MFA programs. They don't come from rigorous backgrounds of, of Americanized schools or European schools. And in fact, many of them are not even native English speakers. So they're bringing something weird and different and unique and challenging and sometimes awful. And that's kind of where we're coming from. We want to kind of like bring the outsider in and take a look at it from our perspective as people who have a more classical education in writing and reading and all that stuff. So with that in mind, first we're going to focus on a collection of stories, ultimately from 4chan, that kind of area. I believe that they were first posted on the X board uh, about 10 years ago, maybe even longer than that, back in the wild west of the internet, right? And so these are these collections of stories that supposedly describe an organization that is keeping track of and trying to contain all kinds of weird, metaphysical, anomalous, non-scientifically explainable weirdness, right? That's the basic premise. And all of these are written as like containment files, like a government document from this extra-governmental organization, right? And that's what everybody will tell you. That's the basics of what the SP SCP Foundation is, okay? So I have two of them here. I'm gonna let Liv pick one and I'm gonna read it. The rules are you can stop me at any point to ask me questions, to say some things about the writing or about the storytelling or the craftsmanship, whatever. Or if it's just like, this is totally lost me, I don't understand this at all, that's also a totally valid reason to stop me. Okay. Okay? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, we're not attacking the writers as writers because we understand that there's a huge diversity in the internet's writing world. We might talk about the craft for the purposes of improvement, but absolutely not for the purposes of, ha ha ha, that was clearly a 12-year-old. Um, unless it was like clearly, clearly a 12-year-old. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll try to talk about the content rather than the writer behind it whenever possible. 
Okay, so with that in mind, so I have two stories for you to choose from. And it might be too easy. SCP-2852, this is a real horror one, and the shorthand name of it is Cousin Johnny, okay? Okay. That's what you get for that one. And then there's SCP-1006, and the shorthand for this is Communistic Spiders. Um, okay. This is this is less scary. Well, it's a little fridge horror-y, but we'll get to that if you pick it. Okay, so what are they about? No, no. I don't get to no. uh, get to know? No, you don't get to know. Okay, well then go with the spiders. Okay, alright. I mean, that was maybe a little bit too easy, but here's what we're going to do. So the other thing that you have to know about the, the way that these work is they're written like a document. It's technical writing except for the parts that aren't. And they classify all of these weird anomalous mm. objects or people or whatever in three categories. Safe... And that describes things that could still kill you, but generally can be contained in an easy way. You know, you can put a lock on it, you can do something, and it'll basically protect you from these things. Euclid, which are things that are really difficult to contain, but can be contained. So, like, maybe you need a moat, maybe you need, like, magical practices, whatever it is. It can be contained, and it's also really, really dangerous, theoretically. And then Keter, which are things that, like, the organization can't necessarily contain, or containing is a huge burden, and it is unbelievably dangerous, like, could end the world kind of thing. What's that one again? This one is going to be safe. No, I meant the, the third category. Keter? Um, Keter? Uh, yeah, so it's probably, I'm pronouncing it wrong, I'm sure. It's a, a Hebrew word. Oh. Keter? Keter? I've heard the right pronunciation, but I don't remember it. Oh, okay. And there's a, in, in, within the community, there's a lot of debate about the proper pronunciation of that, so... Oh, okay, okay. You've the second one is Euclid. Euclid, right, right. Which right. is Greek, right? That's right, that's right. Yeah. And safe is, you know, dumb English, so there we are. Okay. Okay, all right, so SCP-1006. This is also a short one, so we got that. Okay. Uh, object class, safe. Special containment procedures. SCP-1006 is contained within a 213-meter radius in Redacted National Park and should be checked bi-weekly. Civilian access is to be denied by means of an endangered species cover story. Relocation of SCP-1006 is strongly discouraged due to the fragility of the individual members and their sensitivity to habit changes. Observation Post 45 has been set up within the containment zone and supplied SCP-1006 with various audiobook versions of communist and classic literature at SCP-1001's request, as well as black ink and poster board as necessary. All personnel entering the containment zone are required to wear Level C hazardous material protection due to the presence of fine particulate contaminants. Upon departure, a standard decomposition eh? Decon decontamination procedure, as per document whatever, is to be ta undertaken to prevent uncontrolled spread of SCP-1006. Okay, so these are really dry. Okay. But bedded in them is supposed to be like the wait what? Yeah. That starts the story out. Um, so from a you know from a dry read from an outsider perspective, do you have a wait what yet? No, not really. I mean, clearly it's something that can communicate, okay. but it's also, um, I mean, it's also like a hive mind of sorts. Okay, okay. Um, because it's, they're referring to it in the singular and the plural. Sure. Um, which is a little weird. Actually, <laughs> it feels like, it feels like they don't really know what they're, like, 
they just kind of threw it down. Um, right. They right. weren't really considering the, the plurality there. Right, right, um, right. It was one or the other, and they just didn't care. Right. So within the setting here, we're talking about the writings of scientists. Yeah. So plural agreement might not have been a high focus for a scientist. Okay, so my my background, so I'm, I'm a writer, um, sure, and I'm a video game designer, but my, my actual educational <laughs> background is in theoretical physics. <laughs> Um, and so I'm going to just say no, um, no, 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 these kind of things get meticulously looked at. Okay. Um, and the kind of thing that, um, the sort of plural agreement issues like that, Hmm. they are meticulously complained about. Um, like a whole bunch of people will look at that and a whole bunch of people will immediately see it and cause all kinds of stinks. Okay. It would probably get thrown out, <laughs> uh, at least from a, a academic paper or, or a report standpoint. Okay. Um, so this guy's boss should have sent it back to him saying, I don't know about the plural agreement here. Correct. Okay. The, his, his boss or her boss would have sent it back and probably like in a really snarky way. <laughs> um, like that's, the, that's, that's a rookie mistake. That's interesting. I mean, you know, that's something we talk about. Um, I see amongst the community, because this is a big open community with like yeah. thousands of writers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's 4,000 articles on the sure. website. And it's like it, it covers the gamut of all sorts of different qualities of writer. I'm not bringing you anything I consider particularly horrendous. Sure. But I'm not that judgmental about these things. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting the idea that like, well, wait, within the setting, within the scope, wouldn't there be peer review? Correct. Wouldn't there be somebody going... <laughs> Clyde, you totally forgot to agree with your plurals there. Well, the thing is, is that I get what he's saying, Mm -hmm. or she is saying, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I get what the author is trying to say. Yeah. It's clearly a thing that consists of a colony of things, or like a group of things, and I also know this partly because of the, the, you know, title, essentially, that you gave me. Yeah. Um, But the problem is, is that a report like this is definitely not made for a person who is already in on the story. Yeah. These kind of reports are supposed to be explicitly dry, which is, of course, something that you mentioned. Right. But they have to be good for a first set of eyes. Ah, that's interesting. Um, Like, these are all probably... Like, I imagine... I've never read any of these. But I imagine that a lot of them are read with the assumption that the reader... Or, sorry, written with the assumption that the reader is familiar with what they're reading. Like, not necessarily the exact story, right. but they know that they're on this SCP website or whatever. Right. Like, it's, it is it is a little too inside baseball for the nature of what he, they're writing. Hmm, okay. So, like, yeah, it, it doesn't really... It loses something in the immersion. Okay. Because it doesn't sound like something that was professionally written. And I don't mean that from, like, a standpoint of, like oh, this is, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey bad or whatever. It's but it, it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like something that was written by a professional in the, the universe of the narrative. So you don't think this sounds very clinical? No. Huh, okay. Definitely not. All right. Well, I know one of the struggles for a lot of writers in this community is finding the balance between clinical and still approachable. Yeah, the accessibility has to be there too. Right. Um, but in this case, it just, it, it, it doesn't feel like... It's not an issue of accessibility versus clinical as much as it is sort of it 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 isn't it isn't believable. Okay. What what would make it more believable other than just, you know, so when we say agreements, they're well, um, plural. Okay. So a plural usually what we mean in a plural agreement is as if the uh, like if you say if you use a verb that's meant to be used 
for one thing, not right. a group of things, right. and then you use a group of things doing it, then that's a disagreement. Sure. sure. Uh, because you're saying that one thing is doing a thing that a lot of things are doing, or the other way around, or whatever. Right. But this isn't ne necessarily a disagreement in the sense that it's they're just using bad language. Mm -hmm. It's that they're referencing a single thing, and then they're also referencing a group of things without drawing that distinction. Okay. And the blind reader... In the case, in this situation, the random scientist, the desk jockey that picks this up, mm -hmm. isn't going to know what that means. Right. And so the, the the communication isn't very clear. And I get what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. They're trying to sort of bury the lead a little bit. Yeah. Uh, by teasing. Right. And that's, that's a clever way to do it. But it doesn't really, there are better ways that they could go about that. Right. Ways that would seem believable. And in this case, like... If if this passed my desk as a desk jockey in any sort of scientific facility, right. I would laugh at it and assume that they were playing a joke on me. Not because of the supernatural nature of what's going on or mm -hmm. whatever, but because it doesn't seem like it was written by a professional. Okay. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Okay. So one of the other things that the sort of like the buy-in with these articles is uh -huh. that the, the special containment procedures are supposed to like like you said tease you to the full content yeah and you're not really supposed to get what's totally going on until you get to the description mm -hmm. and when these are produced correctly the containment makes you go huh what and then the description gives you the payoff and then there's always it's often followed with these addendums that like really challenge how if you thought about this in its ramifications far enough oh you didn't here's how much weirder this can get. Yeah, so... What, but if you don't know that, cold, you yeah, don't know that. Yeah, no, I mean, I can see what's going on, mm -hmm. but in a way, that's actually bad. Mm -hmm. uh, because if I see what's going on, then it, then it doesn't feel immersive. Okay. Um, it feels like it was intentional, mm -hmm. and I can see the... I can see the, sort of see the writing trick that they've, they've used. Right, 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 right. The, like, what I would say, like, if I were writing it, I would do something that sort of buried the lead but teased um, in the reference. Okay. Like, for example, I would say, you know, SPC 1006 further, uh, dis or f further described as the colony mm -hmm. is 9099, whatever. Oh, so you're giving it, you're giving it a collective noun that can be yeah, henceforth referred to. Now, they're, they're pretty rigorous about that you always have to use the SCP, but you can, like, they do say, the object, blah, blah, blah. So instead of saying the object, blah, 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 you would say the colony, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, but yeah. you don't say colony of what until the description, so it's a little bit more of a challenge. Yeah, exactly, yeah, okay. exactly. I can see that. That's cool. I like okay. that. And so the thing that, that caught me, so I was reading this casually. I hadn't seen the title. Uh -huh. I was just reading the number. And I'm like, la, 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 la. Uh, and audiobook versions of communist classic literature. Wait, what? That's where it grabbed me. And mm -hmm. that's where I was like, oh, I got to read this to live. But it seems like that didn't catch you. No, like, so, well, for one, I, mm -hmm. uh, I also had the, um, the, the sort of nickname. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I was kind of expecting something like that. Right. It does seem a little strange that mm -hmm. something that would be contained in a national forest mm -hmm. would be um, reading or at least listening to audiobooks. Mm -hmm. Also, there's not really a lot of audiobooks of 
classic communist literature, in English at least. Mm. And I think that it would be interesting if that were addressed. But mm. <laughs> um, like, well, maybe or, it is in the description. Let's maybe, try. maybe. Even if it was just like um, a specific like a specific reference. Oh yeah, if they said it was so and so's, you know, you find yeah with the future we want well, with well. sort of weak, <laughs> yeah with sort of with sort of weak fiction, you run into a situation where like you speak in a lot of generalities, right, 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 and it feels like that's because the writer doesn't know as much as the the universe knows, right. So like this tells me as. <laughs> As as you know, a communist, the this tells me that the writer doesn't really know about communist literature. Or They're just least, aware that communist least, literature exists. At least didn't assume that the reader knew enough to care. Yeah. So so one of the things that we talk about in a lot of this stuff is that like your best bet is to go for verisimilitude, which mm-hmm. is a really fancy way of saying hide the lie between two true things. Right. Yeah. And the more realism, the more and like I'm not saying like burden yourself down with this kind of thing, but like the the thing that we can latch onto as real, yeah, makes the whole thing a more believable lie because that's what it is. It's a lie. This is yeah. not true. This is a lie. But in order to really get us to dig deep into the lie, we have to have things that we can totally hold on to. So like if you dug up a specific audiobook version of a specific piece of communist literature and specifically threw it, boom, right there in the containment procedures. Maybe most people would not know what that was and just skim past it, but some people would go, oh, I know what that is, or oh, I'm going to Google that. Oh, wow, yeah, that's a yeah. real thing. Yeah. Well, and this is um, this is the problem that you, you run into with a lot of TV shows. Right, right, right. Like if you're if you're watching like you know, CSI or House or something, your average viewer is going to see that and they're going to think, oh, that's neat, whatever. You know, they, they use this this terminology, this trick. But then you get someone who's actually in the field right. at all and they're going to say, oh, that's not how that would be done. <laughs> and and a lot of times people who, people who are in a field, they're going to be a little bit forgiving because they know yeah. that like this person clearly didn't go to college for the thing that I went to college for right, or whatever. Right, right, right. But you, you kind of throw them a bone. You got to kind of try. Right. These things are probably not just reading or listening to generic communist literature because there's really no such thing. Right. Are they listening to Leninist um, literature? Okay. Are they listening to Maoist literature? So, because those people right. would beat each other up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to it's gonna touch on that. I just realized as I'm overlooking the description here, it's going to touch on that, and I think it's going to make you mad. Okay. But not in a, not, not in a like, we hate communists kind of way, but okay. in a different kind of way. Like, it, it, it'll be funny. It'll be funny. Moving on to the description. Okay. okay. Uh, description. SCP-1006 is an organized collective of an unknown species of the genus Arachnaeus. Right? Erroneous. Erroneous, right? So, yeah. spider, right? Individual members have achieved sapience through unknown means and have established a rudimentary system of government resembling Marxist communism. Okay, so that's a specific. That's not any kind of communism. That's Marxist communism. Kind of. Okay, but it's more specific than just it is, communism. It is slightly. Okay. <laughs> the hiccup comes later, but we'll get there, okay? But... Go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> if if they know the genus of the creature, then they also know the species. Oh. If, if if you in order to in order to know the genus, you have to know the species. Like, mm-hmm. or at least 
So which is the lower one that you might not know, but you can know the upper one? Well, the genus is the higher one. Right. Um, but you can't really you can't really place something without at least nominally identifying it. Uh, you can't say that it's unknown as a part of a genus. Um, you can say uh, that it's not currently identified or something, but you can't really say that it's unknown okay. if you know what genus it is. Okay. Because that, that puts it, basically that puts it in the file cabinet. And you know which file cabinet it's in part right, of. Right, but they're, like, saying, they're saying it's an unknown species of this genus. So it's like the category yeah, down. If you, don't know, if you don't know enough about the species, if you, in order to identify it as a member of a genus, right. you basically have to identify it as a species. Okay. Okay, okay. And I get that. So, But are we talking about this is beyond high school level biology? Um, I think that... I think that it's a thing that gets addressed in high school biology. Like, I think this is a little bit nitpicky about, like, terminology and stuff. Yeah, okay, okay. But I think that, I again, this is one of those cases where it doesn't sound like it was written by a professional. Okay. And this is going to, this is going to be a thing. And that's okay, because it's not. Yeah. That's okay. But. Just don't get disheartened. I don't, I'm not saying that it doesn't sound like it's being written by a professional writer. Uh-huh. I think that it doesn't sound like it's written by someone who does science. Mm. So later we're gonna. I'm gonna have to challenge you to tell me some shortcuts. Sure, sure, sure. To sound like a scientist without being one. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, so the 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 problem is yeah. really mm-hmm. that you're gonna run into this. Like I haven't read these things, but I can already tell that you're gonna run into this problem. Yeah. Because of the fact that they're addressing stuff that is OMGO unknown or whatever. Right, 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 right. And it's it's hard to address that in science. Mm. because science doesn't like unknowns yeah the idea would be that this should be like front loaded with the the things that we're going to try to do to figure that out Mm -hmm. and like you don't just settle for this is an unknown species of x genus like that's that's insufficient we need to know more so would it make more sense for them to say this is a new species species, and we're naming it Scpicus, tentatively or whatever. named or whatever. Sure, okay. Yeah, yeah, because they have identified it. Like they have identified a species. Right. They and... might not have a name for it, and it might be new, ah. but it's not unknown. So right, it's like we we see this thing. We can identify that it's not any other species. Therefore, it is not unknown. It is known. Correct. Because <laughs> we're gonna have to edit this a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna. So ultimately, what we're saying, what what you're saying here is that. Science abhors a vacuum? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does. And if you are trying to present a character, essentially, who is a scientist, okay, you want to at least get that level of understanding correct. Mm. And I know that it's sort of quiche and like they want to make it sound like everything is unknown and whatever because right. that's what this organization does. But nobody who gets into the sciences is going to accept that as an answer. Mm. Especially... In the case of someone who is surrounded by the unknown. Right. And I mean, they do a dastardly amount of experimenting. Like, that's a thing yeah. that we'll run into later. But it's basically like, oh, they're always experimenting on this stuff. Like, they're endlessly experimenting on this stuff. So they would classify that group of spiders. Yeah, absolutely. And Which is fun for you as the writer. If you are adding yeah. something, that means you get to make up a silly name for a spider. Yeah, like, you know. yeah. There's a lot of and there's a lot of room for world building and things. There's a lot of room for anecdotes that make that feel real. If right. the name is like something that someone wouldn't expect, and they would have to like wonder why is it named Clyde? 
right or whatever <laughs> right 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 yeah so i i feel like it's a missed opportunity sure. and it's it's very weak okay so okay. continue sorry all right so that's where we're at where we're talking about the communist com or the marxist commune okay the original mass of scp 1006 was discovered on april 1st 19 there's a blank box here by a hiking couple who alerted park authorities the foundation took over after the discovery of written propaganda inside the central web, along with evidence of marked use of extremely simple tools, webs resembling faces of passerbys, and simple effect attempts to block off the area via fallen branches. Why do they redact the, the year? Really good question. So this is, and there was another redacted up earlier um, yeah, I saw the that. national park thing. Well, I could see like if it's contained in a national park and they don't want that to get out, sure. But I mean, really, if this file gets out, there's a bigger problem, right? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, but if if because you know you've got security clearances or whatever, right, right, right. right. Um, so there's going to be some people who would be able to read this, right? Who shouldn't know exactly where it is, right? Which is fine, right? But the date doesn't make any sense to me. It just okay. seems like excessive, yeah, FBI jargon or whatever. Well, so there's this is another thing that's really hotly debated in the community and like a lot of early writers and I'm, I don't know this writer I don't know how long they've been doing this or if this is their only one or whatever yeah um but there's always this debate of like do you need a black box you know, maybe you don't you know and my the argument that I like is like if you don't have a very specific reason why something has been redacted why it, it shouldn't be like, unless there's a reason that some desk jockey higher up the food chain would remove that piece of information, and you know exactly what the information is on the other side, there's no good reason to do it. And in this case, reducing the year doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, this, yeah, it just, it seems like a weak use of the tool. And some of it's, like, um, heretical, like, uh, heretical, hereditary. Because the earliest examples of, of the SCP Foundation stuff, they were all heavily like, let me add mystery by removing words. Yeah. And so that became, um, it's, it's a part of the genre, the sub-sub-sub-genre. Mm. Um, but I think it's evolved. So this is, this is a thousand, this is 106 or 1006. So this is right after the end of the first run of these. Yeah. Um. So it's really early in the site's development, or not really early, but fairly early fairly in the site's early. development. So you know, that that's to be considered. Yeah. But also, it's like, well, okay, we can. We I can, I feel yeah. like these people would probably be, or these people, this writer would probably benefit from reading actual redacted documents. Yeah. And like, even if you look at like the redacted documents that have come out of like Area Fifty One and stuff. Right. The that. You can see how intentionally they yeah. are redacted. Right. And you can tell exactly why this, this, this are cut out. Right. It makes perfect sense. Here or it just even feels like you... the writer couldn't decide what year it wanted to be and like... Yeah. Yeah. Like even if you go back and read like the MK Ultra documents and stuff, it's... Which you've read. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. That's, an, that's another data point in, in our discussion of these things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so that's a um, that's a good one yeah. that you can look at and you can see. Oh my God, I understand exactly why this was redacted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not like one of those things. Those kind of redactions should not be things that are trying to like trigger your imagination or whatever because that's not the point. I I could argue that for the right for the writing style here, it yeah. can be. Oh it yeah, it should be a challenge to the reader to go. Wait, what's behind there? Well, 
but the idea is is that the redaction you know what's behind there you just don't know the specifics mm-hmm. and we know it's a place we don't know what the place says right the national park yeah thing. yeah right 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 Okay, continue. Well, I think the temptation, and I've I felt this as I've been writing my own. I don't have any posted or anything, but I've written a couple. And it's like, the temptation with a date is to make it more timeless and mm-hmm. to make it feel like, well, this just happened. Or this could have happened at any point in history and we don't know. But when you do that, you rob yourself of more opportunities for verisimilitude. Well, and this writer can't do that with what, what they wrote. Right, right, right. There's no, like, this can't be like a, oh my god, this is a threat that happened three months ago, what's going to happen now? Which happens in some of these stories, but not this one. Yeah, Um, this is a writer who is talking about a very modern story. And you can make it very, like, you can still make it of the moment, and still, and like, get something out of that. Because if you're you're talking about 1963, you Mm -hmm. know, that's a very specific set of communist spiders. Yeah. If you're talking about 1993... It's a very different kind of communist spiders. Well, we know that it has to be in the last few years of the 20th century. Right. Yeah. Wait, because? Because there's audiobooks. Okay. All right. So that's a good data point. So like that, that even limits what that number is, which makes it even sillier to hide it. Yeah. Um, no, no offense to the writer. I totally get why you would do that, and I want to do it myself. We're just talking in a grander scheme. Sure. Right. Uh, they've block- attempted to block it off with and branches. Cool. Yeah. SCP-1006 is a social community with some members maintaining the webs and others apparently chosen to maintain the agenda of the whole. That's scare quotes, right? Yeah. Once supplied a source of blank uh, of black ink and poster board, SCP-1006 will communicate. Uh, will communicate with humans by creating signed letters written in English. So the spiders are in, you know English speakers. Cool. These communications are largely centered around demand for the dismantling of Western imperialism, a scathing critique of the bourgeoisie, and a request for less mosquito spraying in the surrounding areas of the park. Centered around. (laughs) Centered around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, whatever. But I know. (laughs) How would you How would you phrase that to make it stronger? Like, what's your problem with centered around? Like, well, I centered get... around is a bad term. Okay. You, can, you can't be centered around something. You can be centered on something. Ah, okay. <laughs> so there's the, the adjective there. Is yeah, that's, it's just a okay. bad, bad, bad phrase. Right. Common phrase, though. It's common, yeah, but it's, it's wrong. But you would use centered on. Okay. Uh, okay, so these communications are largely centered around the demands for the dismantling of Western imperialism. Yeah. Okay, so this <laughs> basically is meant to sound petty. Uh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Like this is this is so like this sounds like someone on the internet like trying to like attack Bernie Bros or something. Sure, sure, like sure, it's sure. it's really goofy, mm-hmm. and like frankly, it lacks any sort of specificity. Oh, okay. Like this is just you. I could I could see an argument for the writer, the the scientist in this case, right. being petty kind of dismissive, and yeah. stuff. But again, this wouldn't pass any sort of professional muster. Mm-hmm. This is this is really kind of like hot garbage. Like yeah. if no, no, not not to the writer. No, of no, no, this, no, 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 no. As it stands, it's a fine piece. There's nothing terrible about it. But looking at it from within the within the universe, this little science guy who typed these words out. Is probably in hot water with his boss. Yeah. Okay. Like the So what you have here is an intelligent species of spiders who is yeah. communicating with humans, and the the report that this person is passing through a supervisor is 
saying the most general, the most boring versions of what these spiders are communicating. This is a this is a remarkable thing. Mm. And the spiders probably aren't just giving you like bumper sticker stuff. Right. They're saying specific things if they're, they're, they're literally they're studying quoting specific aspects of um uh, Marx's um ghost of communism or whatever. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So And that's another place where you can you can google that stuff so fast. It's it's very you easy. You could throw do. in these quotes and suddenly you've got some more volume and some more interest. But yeah, so basically, if if you were the superior in this situation, yeah. you're going to hand this back with a whole bunch of red lines on it, and you're going to tell them, what did they say? <laughs> yeah. You can't use that kind of generality in scientific paperwork. It so, doesn't work. Right. So often what happens with these with longer, longer skips mm -hmm. um, is that they'll give you the description in this brief format like this, mm -hmm. and then there'll be addendums that follow up with, like, it'll say, see addendum three for examples of the spider's writing. That would be fine. Right? And you could even do fun stuff with that. Like, you could literally take a marker to some pen, to some paper, mm -hmm. and throw a, you know, a picture on the bottom of this. And I see stuff like that. That's totally doable. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that would be a thing that could have strengthened this piece. Or it could still strengthen this piece. I don't know. This guy could still be floating around. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. Anyway, so, we, we talked about the signs. And, yeah, a really specific example of the sort of thing. I mean, like, this is Charlotte's Web, if Charlotte had gone commie, right? Oh, my God. Right? Can you read all <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Please. All right, all right. So, here's the part that's actually going to make you mad. I know. You ready? Oh, you saw, didn't you? I okay. did. I saw the next paragraph. Okay, so the next paragraph. The... And, Air quotes are involved, so we'll take that. The head of the government is a large spider that resembles a wolf spider, taking up refuge in the largest tree of the cluster. Communication has been, uh, has been relayed with this spider, who views the outside world as something that belongs to us that is merely being maintained by the bourgeois humanoids. It has been given, it has given its name, that's important, it has given its name as benevolent leader. So I guess they are listening to some malice stuff, huh? Yeah, this, this is, <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing, this mm. sounds, this sounds like they're aping Maoism, mm. which is fine, I mean, go but, ahead. But, but that's not Marxist communism. Again, yeah, this is, the, the, the lack of specificity is yeah. downright damning to the piece. Right. Uh, it, like, it lacks any immersion because of that. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So here we go. Um, <laughs> this, well, this is like, um, it's, it's like the equivalent of like, if you, if you had a character who was supposed to be a doctor yeah. and they were writing a report about something that happened to the patient yeah. and the, the doctor was like, their leg was cut. And then that was the professional report that they gave. Right. Like, no he, fucking doctor he, is going to say that. He got a way big cut on his leg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's about that level of mm -hmm. assessment. Okay. Which is, like, I get it as a writer. I get where they're coming from, but it's not okay. Okay. So if they had presented this as Maoist spiders. That would say a lot more. Sure. And then this whole benevolent leader thing wouldn't bother you? Probably not as much. Okay. And like if the quotes were from Mao, the the problem, kind of yeah, 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 yeah. If the problems, were, if, yeah, if the quotes were from Mao or something, then it would be a little bit better. Sure. The problem is, is that you can't just speak in generalities in scientific paperwork. You okay. cannot do it. Mm -hmm. And even even the political sciences, which is ultimately yeah. whoever was picked to write about this, like whatever researcher was grabbed up, 
it would have been somebody who had a background in correct political science and communism. Yeah. Like they wouldn't have just grabbed Joe. It, you know. At least I would hope not. No, the the organization isn't set up that way yeah. routinely. Okay. 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 All right. C- continue. All right. So here we go. SCP-1006 is currently located in a cluster of black oak trees with a massive and complex central web and several secondary web. These webs appear to be very well maintained, with damage being constantly repaired. The surrounding area has a nauseating odor due to the presence of thousands of dead insects, individual members of SCP-1006, and an occasional dead bird and small animal. That could have been really way more specific. Right? It could be really specific because right. spiders don't leave anything that decays. Right, right. Uh, the other thing is, and this is a small thing from like kind of insider baseball, that paragraph should have been the beginning of the description. Correct. Right? Yeah, that would be a lot more clear. And then you start talking, because I, I love when a description is like, this is literally what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and by the way, they're also a hive mind communist, you know, like sentient spiders. Like yeah. that, that's, that's, that's good, but that's step two. Yeah, whenever, whenever you're doing a scientific paper of any sort, even right. just a little report like this, the first thing that you have to do is sort of paint the picture for, for the person. I always you, remember it was like, what do you see with your eyes, hear with your ears, and smell? Like, yeah. you start with that stuff, and then you extrapolate to what it means beyond yes. that. Yes, immediate, Im- immediate empirical experiential stuff is really mm. where you need to lead with. Experiment. Experiential? Yeah, experiential. Yeah. Wait, there you go. There's your million dollar word. Ready? Okay, all right, so we're wrapping up here to the end. Close study by arachno... Arachnologists. Is that a word? I don't think it is, but okay. I might be wrong. All right, oh, we don't know, we don't know. Um, anyway, close study by arachnologists and sociologists... Now, I know that's a word. ...have discovered that members of SCP-1006 utilize a central collective think tank that passes on ideas of the benevolent leader to the collective number through complex frequencies in the web. It's kind of interesting. It is, yeah. Sure? Okay, all right. Uh, Addendum. The skeletal remains of a male human being... I see, male human being. Okay, that's a thing. The skeletal remains of a male human being were found in an area of the web surrounded by dead insects and a variety of small, shiny objects such as bottle caps and pebbles, along with occasional pocket watches and bits of metal in apparent reverence. SCP-1006 does not allow the the skeleton to be disturbed, but passive analysis indicates that the male died decades prior from a blunt trauma to the back of the head. Identification identification located near the body identifies him as a well-known political radical reported missing from the nearby town of Redacted, Texas in 1976. Okay, so for one, this um, defies the note that I was saying. Like, okay, mm. about the date. Okay. So if the this person disappeared in 1976, that would suggest that the spiders have been around for a while. Right. Uh, everything in here suggests that the spiders pretty much... Like, there's no, there's no indication that the spiders were in containment for a very long time before they were set up with... These audiobooks and things. Right, right, right. So it's a little jarring to me that someone would disappear in 1976 and then their audiobooks set up 
like what happens mm. in the meantime the the audiobooks are given to them by the thing so i think what we're supposed to get out of this is this guy died sure out in the woods yeah and like somehow maybe the spiders ate his brain or something because there's a blunt force trauma to the back of his head sure some spiders ate his brain or something mm-hmm. and somehow they got communism from him and intelligence yeah, sapiens. Yeah, I get that. But it would have happened way after that. Well, I think that's why there's this huge gap there. Or theoretically, there's the gap. 76, he dies or is gone gone missing or teaches the spiders like Saint, uh, whatever the saint is. Um, goes, into the, goes into the woods to teach communism to the spiders. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, whatever. However it happened, he transfers somehow or another sapiens and... A knowledge of a basic knowledge of communism, and but what happens is it takes many generations of the spiders to evolve to the point where they draw the attention of these hikers. Yeah, but then it's not being contained because it's been there for. Well, no, it's only starts. It's only starts to be like you can't. The foundation starts containing something when they find out about it. They can't have contained it before then. But it's not being contained because it's been in those woods for forty years. But apparently, this weirdness is only big enough to need to be care- contained in this. 200 meter area sure but i'm saying it's already there <laughs> that's like that's like you draw a, a a circle around someone's house and say i've contained you they're like well but i've been in my house all this time yeah i mean sure i mean that's like that's and, arguably a fault of the foundation well I think it the idea could be a, they a fault. Can't, it can't spread because of their containment efforts sure but we need to we need to know why then we need to know the specifics of, of the containment well i guess apparently as long as you give them posters to write nasty messages about the bourgeoisie that they'll stay but they've stayed for for 40 years before that was an issue we might be able to assume that for 40 years they were developing to the point where they could write english yeah, <laughs> maybe. I, I, I think that there's something to be something to be desired there. Mm. Okay, so another thing that jumps out at me immediately that's it's a, a wolf spider. Oh my god. Okay, I hate, so it's, I hate a, it's a wolf spider. I yeah, hate spiders. So the thing, <laughs> they, these are clearly Maoist spiders. Okay. And if that doesn't help my opinion of them at all. No, well, <laughs> so if they're Maoist spiders, then right. then the best things that you can do instead of talking about wolf spiders is you talk about um you you address things that are like Maoist in nature. You talk about monkeys. You talk about tigers. Um, yeah, but I guess like spiders are collectivist by nature. And again, I yeah, feel like so the, I feel like this came from what if Charlotte's Web were communist? Like I feel yeah, like that's where it started. Yeah, um, but spiders are. Actually not. They're they're very solitary. Yeah, they are. But in this case, they have basically superpower communism. Uh, they <laughs> they have you know they have a hive mind, which right. is you know it's against the nature of spiders. But whatever, sure. this is magic. Right. But the thing is, is that they don't need Marxism if they have a hive mind already. Mm. That's that's a whole different level. Mm. I mean, and we're not even talking about Marxism really. No. But but even if it was then it's a whole different level. Like, they, they wouldn't need what Marxism offers. So am I using... Am I using the term hive mind and it's not actually present? I think that it really is, though, because it's... um, 
utilize a central collective think tank that passes on ideas of the benevolent leader to the collective numbers through complex frequencies in the web. Okay, so it's communication. It's not necessarily like they're all thinking the same thoughts. No, it's more like Morse code, actually. That's more interesting. It is. It's actually really interesting. Okay, and so, okay, the next next little science thing here. Here we go. um, And it's just a stupid nitpick, but um, the skeletal remains of a male human being were found. Mm-hmm. Okay. Passive so, voice. Well, you can use passive voice in a scientific way. Ah, that's right. This, that's the place where you can. You're yeah. Right. Well, and that's a thing that I can talk about at length, but we'll, not right now. We'll talk about the CIA and the uh, ML, uh, MFA programs later. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but okay. So anyway, no, the thing is, is that whenever you're making, whenever you're scientifically addressing mm. something, yeah. and we've already touched on this, yeah. you start on the general and you move to the specific. Okay. And in this case... It says male human being. Okay. In just like 101 basic shit that you would have learned your first year in college. Mm-hmm. Human male. Not male human. Huh. The general human goes human. first. Oh, so, so. Yeah, okay. I see that. And this is a function. This is a thing that a lot of people do. Um, but it's a function of the fact that, you know, we favor male identity in language. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of people will default and you'll, you'll hear people talk about that. You know, I use dude as a neutral or whatever. Um, so people, people will focus on that and they sort of subconsciously do so. But the fact of the matter is in any sort of scientific paper, you start with a general and you move to the specific. Mm, Okay. And this is, you know, pretty much the, the same across all fields. Mm. What is human being? Is that a word that we use? You would never use human being. Mm. Uh, like I... There might be stipulations that I'm unaware of with the foundation thing. Oh, sure. But I don't think so. I, like, I can't imagine a scenario where that would be the thing that you would use. I haven't seen any evidence of it. Yeah. Uh. So I would say human male. Mm. The male died decades prior. Right. You you wouldn't use that. <laughs> so here's another grander thing. <coughs> mm-hmm. Um, so we have the, the redacted national park. We don't know what national park it is. Correct. And we don't technically know what year the guy was found and all that sort of thing. Yeah, like, but you know it's probably in Texas. We know it's in Texas because they indicate that the guy was lost in the nearby town of something, Texas. Yeah. Okay, and we know... Well, okay, it could be in Oklahoma or whatever, but... Sure, but but then we also know that it's a very specific black oak trees. Yeah, so and you can narrow this very down Very easily heavily. narrow it down. And then we can go by the species of spiders and like go, okay, well, actually... And so if if we're if we're redacting things for protection from like cyber criminals sneaking into foundation yeah. files, no, 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 no. then this all the bad. evidence is still there. And yeah. if you're talking about like you're worried that your clever intern is gonna go there and I don't know, be converted to communism by spiders, then he's gonna be able to put that together too. Yeah, there's um, the the redaction is completely awry. Like right, there's right. there's no argument for it as it stands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I know there are definitely some proponents of the current writing uh, community that are basically like, just don't put them in at all. Like, there's there's nothing that they, they can enhance stuff, maybe, but there's nothing that they, not redacting won't not ruin. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Negatives. Whatever. I could see the argument for not redacting anything. But also, that's a part, that's a nature of, of documentation regardless. Even stuff that, even stuff at like the highest levels just gets redacted 
um, that happens and it's not always to protect data, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's because the data is no longer relevant. Ah. And so that's, that's a thing. I've um, definitely seen some instances where like, it, you know, redacted by the O5 council because the information is no longer relevant. Like that's totally been used. That's yeah. definitely a thing that has been done. So that can be done. Yeah. You can, you can also, you could also use markup language to correct things. Like you could literally yeah. cut that out and say, you know, previous edition said. Right. You'll see that a lot with the containment procedures when like later on in the piece you find out, oh, turns out you can't contain them that way. Yeah. So now this is the new format, but they leave the old thing in strike through text, you know. Yeah. Which will make it really challenging to read. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, so, okay, so you were talking a little bit about the Area 51 documents, that sort of thing. The yeah, other, the and other the MKUltras, yeah. Okay, so what, what specifically, if somebody wanted to read actually redacted material, actual government redacted material, where would they go? What should they read? You can literally just Google the MK Ultra documents. And what, what are those? Okay, so the MK Ultra documents. Because these are mega important to you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've probably heard of them, but basically the MK Ultra program was um, in during the Cold War. The U.S. government decided to basically experiment with a lot of weird shit, things like psychic phenomenon and stuff and this is not fiction this no it's absolutely it's absolutely correct uh, like it's it happened it's it's real stuff these tests occurred mm -hmm. and some of them have really interesting results you could argue that some of them weren't extensively tested enough mm -hmm. um which is you know a pretty good argument to make because it's true but you can argue about it yeah you can argue that about anything but most of these tests the, the weird anomalies that you get they only happen like once or twice but they were really interesting yeah and they were recently released like okay. the entirety of them most of them most of them had gotten out over the years through leaks and stuff mm -hmm. but the entire archive just recently went went public um, and that's on the intertubes for yeah it's on the internet you can find it and like so they did a whole bunch of stuff like like they would get people who claimed to be psychic mm -hmm. and they would put them in a room and they would put people in another room with like cards with numbers on them mm -hmm. and they would ask them what the number said and they would guess them and some of them were were very effective this is also like this is also affiliated with like the groups that experimented with LSD and things because oh, okay. LSD was supposed to be like a true serum basically at right. first um, but then it did other things <laughs> it turns out the um, only true that it produces is the one within your higher consciousness yeah like but basically the MK Ultra documents are a great example of redaction because there's a lot of it right. and it it's very clear what they were redacted there have been a lot of Area 51 documents that have gotten out um, that have been redacted and I would recommend not going for like all of the leaks that have come out, but instead go for the actual um, Freedom of Information Act documents that have gotten out. Mm. Um, that's a better way to assess How uh, documentation. How pseudo-governmental would do it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's that's your definitely your benchmark. And they're fun. Yeah, they're really fun to read. Yeah, like they get boring at times. Like they they are pretty long winded. So does. But <laughs> this it'll teach you how those things work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that's my recommendation. Okay. All right. Well, so this is this is a pretty highly rated one. It's and and I think very enjoyable. Yeah. Um. It's you know, it's perfect. None of my writing is perfect. So no, it's don't a even, neat idea. It's a neat idea, and I I I totally I'm down with like okay yeah. Now if it were me, I would have included the pigs. <laughs> you know, like I would have absolutely 
had some pigs who were on board for the whole communism thing. So it's like an answer to an, uh, Animal to, Farm. Yeah, or right? yeah, Charlotte's Web. Well, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think that that's, that's definitely, like, there's room for that. I think that it really hurts for specificity. Okay, sure. Which, um, is, which is a thing, and that's a thing every writer can improve on. Yeah, and also, like, you you get a really strong idea of um, the, the author's sort of, sort, sort of dismissive yeah. nature. Of, like, the, the, writer, the writer thinks that communism is goofy, mm-hmm. um, and that comes off really strong. And that's very common for, like, you know, your average American education. There's not, like, yeah. of course... Of course, most people think that. But then you wouldn't necessarily think that about spiders that, like, eat people. Like, oh, you, we, we don't know that they eat the guy. There's there's a body. Like, ultimately, there's a body that can't be fucked with. Mm. Uh, like, it's it's kind of scary. Like, these are spiders that can talk to each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like, our collective thinking. Like, it's it's a pretty terrifying idea. So this is, this is fridge horror. Yeah. If you're not familiar with the term, the idea is basically like you read it or you listen to the story and you're fine and it, it is what it is. And then like you go into the kitchen to get a snack and like in the middle of getting the snack, you're like, oh, wait, actually, that's really screwed up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't feel like the writer is presenting an author character um... who actually acknowledges that. Yeah. This is not the the writer, the the agent here. Right. Is not a person who is confronting the reality of How intelligent collective be. spiders. Wow. Yeah. The yeah. the writer the writer is writing this like it's some goofy thing and that would never happen. Yeah, so there is there is on the site there is something called a, a you know SCP blah 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 dash J. Yeah. And you'll see those and those are just straight up jokes. Like sure. those are and there are a lot of them are hilarious sure um really taking a piss out of itself or taking a piss out of something else yeah but um, this isn't meant to be but this funny isn't meant to be funny this is just the the author character because the writer yeah thinks that it is a silly thing right and that's but it actually could be quite terrifying yeah mm. well and the 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 author the agent's job is to take it seriously but yeah. the agent clearly does not. That's interesting, yeah. So in the most generous sense, like, the best that I could offer it as a sort of, as an assessment, mm-hmm. is that the agent is a very bad worker. Like, so, the agent is, like, incompetent, so, essentially. So to take this to the next level, yeah, you know, um, Texas Bigfoot, I think that's who wrote this. Bless you, this is a great piece. Like, don't get us wrong. I'm having fun Yeah, with super it. cool idea. D- very cool idea. And your execution is not terrible, so don't think we're saying that at all. No. But if you wanted to take this to the next level, uh, seven years after having written it, probably, one thought is to go in and add some addendums by a boss who's yeah. pissed. And it's just like, you don't understand what these things mean. And you don't have to. Like, you leave it as it is. That's fine. Don't even worry about it. But it's very easy that you could look at this and go, oh, yeah, this could have, like, what if what if they do some experimentation on it and they find out that these guys, you know, whatever, wolf spiders involved. They've developed the poison from the wolf spider or whatever. And, like, you just have the boss go in and just tear this guy a new one mm-hmm. and really expand on the idea and... And reveal the the brain the fridge horror mm-hmm. more seriously, then you'd have a piece that's both kind of funny and kind of interesting and a neat idea, and also like horror. 
Yeah, it's also immersive. You don't have to lose the horror. Like, you can bring in the horror without mo- losing the fun, yeah. I think. Well, and these, these sort of presented as real pieces. Yeah. If it's not, if it's not effectively immersive... If, if I can tell, mm. like, if I can't suspend disbelief, mm. then that's a problem. Right, Because right, right. That, that takes away the value of the horror. Mm. I agree. I agree. Now, not all of these are meant to be horror. That is worth noting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the, the, it's in there. It could be really freaking creepy. No question. Yeah. So it's just up to the writer if they wanted to expand on that. Or if you're a writer who's not Texas Bigfoot and you wanted to do something like this, you know, maybe you can take some of these ideas and like, yeah, you know what? If you're going to have a lazy intern typing this document up who doesn't take it seriously, that's okay. Just have the boss come in and read them out right there in the document. That's interesting. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. All right. So I guess that wraps it up for this one. Um, Liv, I want to thank you for taking the time. Yeah. Um, to the SCP Foundation, thank you for existing. Um, you are a million writers writing a million interesting, unique things that make me think. Um, Texas Bigfoot, I love this piece. Um, I know we tore it apart a little bit, but I still love this piece, and I would still recommend people to read it as an interesting gateway into the SCP Foundation. So, thanks and good night. This podcast and content read within a released Creative Commons Sharealike Attribution 3.0 license. SCP-1006 is by Texas Bigfoot under the same license. Music is by Abysme with a Creative Commons Attribution license. Links available where posted. No spiders were harmed in the making of this episode. One communist remains missing.